Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. DC! Acknowledge me! Chris Russell on the Team 980. I'm not trying to be a jerk! Oh, good to have you with us on a Friday afternoon in the nation's capital Labor Day weekend, baby. It's finally here. Just after one o'clock, thanks to Linnell and Doc for the good lead in. Thanks to almost none of you on Twitter for being even remotely fair or X or whatever the hell we're calling that stupid platform nowadays. You all have a problem. You all have serious problems. You all really need to look in the mirror. Get to that. We'll get to something that Joe Theismann said that'll make a lot of people happy. If you haven't heard it, you'll hear it here. We'll talk about it. We'll get to the continuing good work by myself, me, myself, and I, all alone on a, not riverboat, that's Ron, on a canoe, on a paddle boat. Where everybody's trying to sink me for just simply doing my job. For just simply asking a question. Get to all of that. Uh, I didn't get to my fantasy team draft yesterday. We ran out of time because the phones exploded when it came to the Jason Wright comments. We'll get to that. As well... We got to get to this, and this is how we'll start on this Friday afternoon. So, Ben Standig does this annual agent survey thingy. And agents can be, let's just put it this way agents are very interesting. They are clearly in no way, shape, or form invested in the team's success. Although they should be because they should realize that their clients oftentimes, if not all the time, will get paid more if their team wins and especially if they are a solid or good or great contributor to said teams. But they don't give a damn 
about team success. They care about what is good for their client because what is good for their client is good for them and good for their wallet and their bank account. So let's start with the obvious. Again, agents are influential. Agents have a lot of thoughts. Agents have a lot of motivation. Agents know some of what they're talking about, but they know, in many cases, one thing and one thing alone, and that's how to get the most amount of money, regardless of other factors, regardless of situation, regardless of other details. So when Ben Standig does of The Athletic and here of Odyssey DC occasionally, um, in terms of hosting shows, and he's on all the time, when Ben Standig does his annual annual uh, or his annual agent survey, and he asks a bunch of questions league-wide, a bunch of deeper issues, and then he also does a local component of it. And yesterday, some really interesting quotes about Eric Bieniemy came out of this. And today, Standig made sure to highlight some of his interesting or some of the interesting quotes on Ron Rivera. So I wanted to bounce some of these off of you and give my thoughts on them because I thought some of them were interesting. One, about Ron Rivera. And again, this is just various unnamed NFL agents, so they have no... I mean, Ben knows who they are, but we don't know who they are. One said, love Ron, root for him, end quote. I assume root for him means I root for him, not, hey, you should all root for him. But again, that's not clear. I assume it means... Oh, wait a second. You know what happens when we assume, boys and girls. Right? What generally happens when we assume is you make an ass out of you and me. And you just assume and run with things that you want to believe and you want to consume and you want to believe without checking and without thinking and without digging below the surface. Oh, wait a second. Don't just assume. Anyway, one agent said, love Ron, root for him. Again, I presume that means he roots for him. He likes dealing with Ron. Another one said, I'm not sure he will survive this ownership. Owners want to put a stamp on their new toy. That makes all the sense in the world to me. I think it would to you. The other one is, and this was the more interesting one, I guess. What if the offense gets going and Eric Bieniemy starts getting more credit than Ron? How does that go? Hmm. We've talked about this exact scenario in various ways over the last many months. What happens if all of a sudden the team comes out three and one, four and one, something completely reverse of what they've done every year under Ron, 
what happens if instead of averaging 18.9 points per game, they're averaging, I don't know, 24 points per game? Almost a full touchdown better. What happens then? What is going to be the narrative? It's already, and I mean already, beyond clear, 1,000% clear. And I, I can say that I'm not assuming. That's fact that I've witnessed. And documentation that exists that this fan base is so done with Ron and loves the enemy before he even calls a game in the regular season. Loves the enemy and can't stand Ron. Can't just deal with Ron being the head coach, Grand Poobah, general manager, and president of football operations. It is absurdly clear. I don't have to check with anybody on that. I know that. So what is going to be the narrative if, say, the commanders, just let's take the first five games, ending with that Thursday night in Chicago, and say they're... Let's just even put it more realistically, three and two. Never mind if they're four and one or five and zero, oh, which they're not going to be. But I guess there's a chance that they could be four and one. Probably the best you could ask for is three and two. At least that's the best I could ask for. Arizona, at Denver, home for uh, Buffalo, at Philadelphia. Sh- quick turnaround, home for Chicago on Thursday night. The best I think I can ask for is three and two. Some of you might want to go four and one, five and zero. Oh. Hey, listen, if they're four and one, five and zero, oh, by all means, whew, we'll be lathered up. But what happens if the offense is again averaging? Let's just call it twenty-four points per game. That's five point one points better per game than they averaged last year. And again, not all of that comes from offense because special teams and defense contributes to points scored, which is why points scored is not what the NFL uses in terms of rankings for offense. Now, you can rank points scored, but that's not purely an offensive statistic. I think everybody knows that, right? I hope everybody knows that. That's why they use yards because yards are the only true measure that can be credited or discredited to a particular unit. I think, again, everybody knows that. But what happens if they're 3-2, and Sam Howell's playing well, and they're averaging 24 points a game? Again, not quite a touchdown better, but almost a touchdown better. Significantly better than what they did last year under Scott Turner and Ron Rivera. Who do you think's going to be getting all the credit? Not the guy that hired Eric Bieniemy. Not the guy that forced Sam Howell down everyone's throat, including Bieniemy's. But Bieniemy is going to get all the credit. 
And Sam Howell will get some of the credit. But you know who won't get any credit? Ron Rivera. And this particular agent is asking what, again, we've discussed in various different ways. What happens if the offense is good, gets going again, to use their words. I'm just giving you some parameters just to picture in your mind. And Eric starts getting more credit than Eric Bieniemy is already getting more credit than Ron. You think anybody wants Ron Rivera to be the long-term head coach around here outside of Martin Mayhew and, and Marty Herney? And I don't even know about Mayhew. Do you think anybody wants Ron Rivera to ride off into the sunset on somebody's shoulders? Or have Gatorade dumped on them? No. Maybe some of the players do. But none of the fans do. Many of the media respect Ron, like Ron, as I do. But are very, 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 very skeptical of Ron's actual ability as a head coach. Credit to him in some areas. Big time negatives to him in other areas. So this agent asks the question that is obvious and also the most interesting because you can see it playing out like this. You can see how this might take shape, even though it's a pretty tough gauntlet once you get past Arizona. You got some good defenses there at Denver, Good defense. Everybody talking about Peyton and Russell Wilson? Really good defense there. Passionate environment. All that. I think that's their home opener. I think they open up uh, at Vegas. Passionate environment. You know Buffalo, A, they're going to travel big time. The Bills Mafia. And B, you know that they have a top five. Now, maybe they're a little bit weaker of course, because there's no Von Miller and because they traded Boogie Basham. But you know that they are not going to be a walkover. We all know Philadelphia isn't. And Chicago, they don't have a great defense by any stretch, but they are building slowly. And they added Tremaine Edwins, uh, Edmonds and, and others. So what happens especially when you get through those first five games. And again, say they're three and two. Just use that. Maybe they would be more, but three and two seems about as good as you could expect. And again, the offense is averaging almost a touchdown more per game. That's going to be the real issue. Is Ron going to say something that comes across very poorly and that blows up And derails the train. And then all of a sudden, he's got to apologize. Foot and mouth disease. And all of a sudden, that's what we're talking about. Instead of a surprising five-game record or start to the season against a very, very tough schedule. Outside of Arizona. See, that, to me, is more of an interesting look-see, an issue then are they going to suck? 
is Sam Howell going to get benched? To me, that is more realistic. That scenario that I just outlined, more than them going one and four, one and or zero oh and five. I could see two and three. That's that, that that's easy. One and four, zero oh and five. I I I don't personally see, but I mean, I guess I can't rule it out. Certainly not one and four. I I I have no belief that they would go zero oh and five. But to me, the scenario that the agent lined up that we've kind of countered and and talked about throughout the offseason is the most interesting storyline to watch. Because you know the local media, the local fans, and especially, especially the TV talking heads who have been Carping and complaining that Eric Bieniemy hasn't gotten a head coaching job simply because of the color of his skin forever. And that's the only reason why. You know they are going to be beating the drum. You know the noise is going to get loud. You know the questions are going to come. And it's only a matter of time, as Ron has proven over and over and over and over again, he does not say the right thing all the time. And he struggles in this area. He doesn't struggle with X's and O's and not talking about them or injuries. He's got no problem there. But he struggles when he's asked to elaborate on two on issues outside of X's and O's and injuries. So, to me, that's the storyline we should all be watching. How do you think that would play out? How do you think that would look after five weeks? And I'm asking you to put on your forecasting hat, your look in your crystal ball. I'm asking you to think ahead. Using what the agent said. Using what we've talked about. Using the scenarios that I presented. How do you think that would play? Locally, nationally? What do you think the temperature would be like? 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980, that's the Ace Law listener lines. In a wreck, Ace Law helps you get a check. Call 8888-ACE-LAW. Again, that's 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. i get to what the agent said about the enemy himself coming up next, and then we'll start knocking down your phone calls again on the Ace Law listener lines. 301-230-0980 on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. My guy, Jeff Too Funny, just walked into the studio. I haven't seen him in almost a month. Gave me a big hearty handshake. Was happy to see me because, of course, he's happy to see me. I'm an icon around here. And then he proceeded to give the double middle finger stone cold salute to Matt Essig, who is not looking, and then proceeded to do the Randy Moss at Lambeau to Matt Essig, who is also not looking and is now giving Jeff the finger. And Jeff responds by doing one more Randy Moss at Lambeau. This place is a weird, weird place, man. You can say that again. Weird. Very weird. I mean, you all think I'm crazy. Honestly, you're just the tip of the iceberg. (laughs) I'm a little bit nuts, but I'm not that crazy. I'm not that crazy. All right. Before we get to the calls, I see you, Keith and Clinton, and we have wide open lines for you at 301-230-0980-301-230-0980 on the Ace Law listener lines and a rec Ace Law. Help you get a check. Call my guy, Eric, at 8888-ACE-LAW. 8888-ACE-LAW. And call us at 301-230-0980. So as part of Ben Standig's agent survey in The Athletic, the other part that was highlighted, besides what we just read you about Ron Rivera, and a little bit connected to Eric Bannemi there, there were several polarizing, I thought, quotes about the enemy, which we tried to get to yesterday and we just ran out of time. And I thought it was interesting, so I'll bring them up here. Quote, we'll find out once and for all, are you a good play caller? End quote. Now, I think a lot of people will be rubbed the wrong way by that. I think a lot of people are going to be annoyed by that statement. I think that's a more than fair, more than appropriate question. We're going to find out starting next Sunday. But just because it goes really well, hopefully, next Sunday doesn't mean that's the way it's going to be for 16 more games. What was that? I don't think that's my computer, but just in case it is, I don't know. Maybe Eric the Enemy was listening and his they computer. Ha- they hacked our system. Yeah, maybe. And he said, oh, no, Rooster, I'm a good play caller. I'm not saying that he isn't. I mean, the bottom line is, is we don't know. I mean, it looked good in preseason. We know what kind of success he and Andy Reid had. But remember, he wasn't the offensive coordinator all that time. I mean, Mike Kafka was there. I think Mike Kafka was the quarterback's coach, now the offensive coordinator with the Giants. Uh, Before, um, before, uh, what's-his-name, went to the Chicago Bears, who's back with them now. He was the offensive coordinator. You know, so, again, not all of their success – 
came with the enemy strictly and purely as the offensive coordinator. And again, we all know that Andy Reid ran that offense and was the primary, if not predominant, play caller. Now, that being said, Eric Bieniemy heavily contributed and called some of the plays and certainly was instrumental. Don't just buy because some edited show didn't show him very overtly involved that he didn't have anything to do with the quarterbacks or Patrick Mahomes' success. That's not fair. That's not fair. Another agent said his coaching style is amazing. Quote, his coaching style is amazing. To me, that's an interesting quote. Not because I absolutely agree with it, but because, remember, players, both in Kansas City and already here, have carped and complained about Eric Bieniemy being too demanding, too tough relentless, too much of a perfectionist, too over the top, too much of a carnival barker. So his, an an agent, not his agent, presumably, an agent said, again, who represents players, his coaching style is amazing. Okay, that's interesting to me. That's also important. Because I think, again, Eric Bieniemy's style can be taken way out of context, good and bad. And then the last one, which I found really interesting as well. And again, all of these are courtesy of Ben Standig and The Athletic. You should read uh, the article uh, and, and follow, of course, Ben at Ben Standig. Uh, he does a great job. Um, quote, I don't know that there's a more polarizing guy in the league. I'm fascinated to see how it plays out. The first part, a more polarizing guy in the league. I mean, we've, again, talked a lot about Eric Bieniemy over the last eight months, seven months, whatever it is. The most polarizing guy in the league, I think, is fair. I mean, if you... Think about it right here, right now. Outside of Aaron Rodgers in New York with the Jets. And maybe, 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 maybe Russell Wilson and Ciara in Denver with Sean Payton. Maybe. Who's more polarizing? Who's more interesting? Who's more riveting than Eric Bieniemy? A man who has won several Super Bowls as an assistant coach. A man who was in a situation where he was dealing with the greatest quarterback in the game. A juggernaut offense, but he wasn't really totally in control. A man who came to Washington, one of the, quite honestly, dredges of the NFL, to run the offense by himself for a coach that could be on his last legs with new ownership in town with a rookie plus court. I mean, think about all of the different story angles, not to mention how many times if things go really well, 
you are going to hear guys like Stephen A. Smith, guys like, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, name your analyst on on you know, Robert Griffin, um, and and I'm not Dan Orlovsky is going to do it too. If this offense is really good, they are going to be saying, "Oh my God, look at Eric Bieniemy! Look at we told you what he could do. We knew it all along." Now I don't know what they're going to say. If it doesn't work out. My guess it would be they're going to Warren Sharp, Eric Bieniemy, and they're going to say that Ron Rivera neutered the offense and therefore cut off Eric Bieniemy, or they're going to find a way to just blame it on the offensive line, which some of that might be fair, or they're going to say, well, Sam Howell clearly wasn't what they thought he was, which again goes back to Ron Rivera. It ain't going to be blamed on Eric Bieniemy. I can tell you that much. You will not hear the narrative, Eric Bieniemy is in over his head. Eric Bieniemy is a fish out of water. Eric Bieniemy stinks. Eric Bieniemy can't coach. You are not going to hear that storyline. You are not going to hear that storyline. But again, for all of the different reasons that we brought up just before that last part, He is. I mean, outside of Aaron Rodgers, who is more polarizing? Who is more fascinating than Eric Biennemi? So what do you make of all these quotes? Does it matter to you that it's coming from agents? Does it matter to you that they're anonymous quotes? Does it matter to you that some, or at least one sort of one and a half, is not so sure that Eric Bieniemy is going to be the stud that you all think he's going to be. Give me your thoughts. 301-230-0980. 301-230-0980 on the Ace Law listener lines. But first, it is time. It is time. It's Vader time for a trending alert. All right, college football underway. And, of course, last night, not a good performance by the Florida Gators. They uh, go down to Utah and lose in um, in the 90-degree heat, which they kind of should be used to, right? Shouldn't they? Uh, they did fight and come back, but ultimately lose 24-11 to to the Utah running Utes. Meanwhile, the first full weekend, again, of college football is here. Virginia will be visiting Tennessee at Nashville's Nissan Stadium. Uh, Maryland coming up here on the Team 980 on Saturday afternoon. Notre Dame back after their whipping of of Navy in Ireland. They are in South Bend tomorrow afternoon. USC with Caleb Williams, D.C. product, uh, and, of course, their exciting new kick returner and wide receiver. They're hosting Nevada, just all among the highlights of the Week 1 schedule. Meanwhile, a third consecutive loss uh, for the – I'm sorry, a second consecutive loss for the Nationals uh, as they got beat by the Miami Marlins last night at Nationals Park. Not a pretty night uh, for the boys in red, white, and blue. Tonight they do it again, 7.05 on 106.7 The Fan and the Nationals Radio Network, and, of course, the Odyssey app. 
It'll be Jake Irvin getting the start for the Nationals, who are now 62 and 73. Miami at an even 567 straight up. And that's what's trending. Oh, and I forgot. Yes, this update brought to you by Hint Water. Hint Water, delicious fruit-infused water with zero sugar or diet sweeteners. Hint is a water is water with a true touch a, a touch of true fruit flavor. You'll get it right one of these days. Available in stores across the U.S. or delivered to you at hintwater.com. Good to have you with us. 137 and change right here on the Team 980. So, again, we've read you some of the quotes, the anonymous quotes from the agents, right? And I understand that they're just opinions, that they're just thoughts, that nobody's attaching their names to it. But it is interesting that they're looking at at least one agent as Eric Bieniemy as the most polarizing guy in the league. Now, again, I would say from a coaching standpoint, you know, Sean Payton in Denver, certainly. um, You know, uh, I mean, Bill Belichick, right? I I mean, he's kind of polarizing right now because some people think he might be in trouble. And some people wonder if the genius has lost his touch. Uh, People love Nick Sirianni. Ron Rivera is somewhat polarizing, right? Not for good reasons, but somewhat polarizing. Accurate with the Jets? Yeah. I I would I, only say that based s- off his performance last year. Yeah, but he's the offensive coordinator there. Oh, true. And him, oh. And, and, him and Rogers are, are best buddies. But I would say, like, he has to really prove it. Yes. This but, is a interesting prove it, especially because it's with Rogers. I would say he's in that. Right. Interesting storylines to watch. This. Interesting, yeah. yes. But I would say because Polarizing. he's with Rodgers, because he's with Rodgers and because he's the offensive coordinator and not the head coach, I think it 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 lowers. See, I think I think the thing that like normally offensive coordinators can be sexy, but normally they're they're not really overly polarizing because the head coach and the quarterback is who is polar on this team. This year, Biennemi, would you agree that he is the most polarizing guy on this team right now? In the preseason, when he was hired, when like we were trying to figure out who exactly he was as a coach, all that jazz, I would say yes, he was the most polarizing person. Well, what makes you think he won't be during the season? Well, the reason why I'm saying not right now is because the one thing that everyone can get behind is he's a good coach and he's getting this team to look good, play really well. And I think when it comes down to is my, are my lines playing well, are my positions playing well, that's the end all be all. When it comes to polarizing in this area, the head coach who keeps putting his foot in his mouth and making the national media ask, what is this guy even doing? I'd say he's a lot more polarizing than the offensive coordinator who came here because he was the offensive coordinator behind a head coach who was an offensive head coach and wanted to prove that he actually had what 
he had been saying and everyone has been saying, but he'd been behind Andy Reid. I do not see him anymore as polarizing. I see him as a good offensive coordinator who, yeah, might have a little bit of a loud mouth, but I'll be honest, especially with uh, guys complaining that coach was mean to me. Yeah, we kind of needed it. That's that. That's kind of fascinating. Everything that you just said there made me go, "Hmm, well, what? Well, mate, mate, what?" And, and, and here's what I took from that. You're basically saying right now that Ron Rivera is more polarizing than Eric Bieniemy, yes. which I think I think is a good debate question that we should have. On the phones at 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980 on the Ace Law listener lines. Who is more polarizing, however you would define polarizing, good, bad, ugly, indifferent, whatever, who is more polarizing, Ron Rivera or Eric Bieniemy? And then when an agent says Bieniemy is one of the most polar, or maybe the most polarizing guy in the NFL, do you buy any of that? Do you buy any of that? Because Matt doesn't. I do. Because, again, he came from one of the best organizations to one of the worst organizations. He came to a coaching staff that could be on its way out. He came to an organization with new owners. Or they didn't have new owners at the time when he came here. But they do now. And he knew that there would be new owners. He came from Patrick Mahomes to Sam Howell, a rookie plus. He went from Andy Reid to Ron Rivera. He couldn't get a head coaching job despite, what, 15 or 16 interviews? And finally makes what is viewed by some as a lateral move, but is not truly a lateral move. It's a lateral move in terms of some of the title and some of the responsibilities. But he has here what he did not have in Kansas City, which is complete control and autonomy, at least until Ron feels something is going wrong and starts poking his head more and more into the situation, as he did last year. I think that's kind of fascinating. Because I think Biennemi is, again, I'm guessing Aaron Rodgers and maybe the whole Russell Wilson, Sean Payton dynamic and whether that's going to work or not work and whether Denver made the worst trade or one of the worst trades ever or whether it restabilizes the organization. I think on the field, and I guess Payton, you know, is is – a coach too, much like Bannamy, but he's the head coach and he's in charge. Well, he's not fully in charge. George Payton is is the general manager, but you, you get my point. It's a little bit of a different situation than here. I think those two situations when it comes to quarterback and coach that they're going to most work with is probably more fascinating to watch than Eric Bannamy himself. But if we're just talking about offensive coordinators, if we're just talking about assistant coaches, there's no doubt in my mind 
that Eric Bieniemy is the most fascinating. I, I mean, there's just no doubt in my mind. And we are going to scrutinize everything. But I would be willing to say 95-plus percent of fans and media are not going to criticize Eric Bieniemy. They're going to criticize Ron Rivera. They're going to criticize Sam Howell. They're going to criticize the offensive line. And then, then, maybe they'll just say, same old skins, same old Washington. You can take the Danny boy out, but his stench lives forever. All right, let's grab a quick call here uh, before the timeout, and then we'll come back, reset, and get into more of your calls because I see Mark and Largo and Sweet Lou. Uh, but let's get to Keith and Clinton, who's been hanging on for a while. Keith, thank you for being patient. You're on the Team 980. How are you? What's up, Chris? You know you, my man. You, How are you, you and Keith? I, you know, we, my God. we agree on most of the things. Yes, all, sir. Most of the time, we're right. I, um, absolutely correct. I think 99% <laughs> of the time. I would say that we, we got 98. I'll say 98. Let's say 98. And and, right. and my shout-out to my man, Paulie. I, I miss. I love hearing Paulie talk. That's my ace. Um, as far as my, my – my, my, I'm I'm more on the Ron Rivera, Del, Jack Del Rio. It's not can't leave Ron Rivera by himself. The ones that, 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 that had me polarized, I'm like looking at – I'm like, what's going on with you? It's one that's surprising to me, Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio. I'm like, why are you still coaching? That's what's, that's what's got me. I'm like, why are you still coaching? Not Eric, the enemy, is he going to really take this offense to another level? I kind of expected that. This man is coming from – he's coming from a consistently winning atmosphere – led by a consistently winning coach. We don't have either. We don't have either. And so they won't even so, – so to me, um, um, Ron is, is, is doing that old boyfriend-girlfriend thing where it's like, you know what, um, me and my old girlfriend, we're still friends. But she wants to talk to me about this new guy that's coming to her life. And now I'm going to put some stuff into her ear, like he's put into the fanfare ear, something negative about that new boyfriend just so you won't go over there. I don't, I don't like that. Ron knows exactly what he's saying when he gets up there in front of the mic when it comes to Eric. All right? And Jack Del Rio, him and they're, they're hand in hand. You keep talking, not you, but, you know, you got some of these commentators on, on, his, on the radio station talking about how great he is. Look at his defensive record. The defense is top ten. Our defense should be top three. We can't get anybody off the field in three, three downs and out. You find out when we get somebody off the field. Every team we play, every game, the first drive, down the field, score one way or another. Um, and, we, and whenever we, and finally, whenever we need to shut somebody out, tell me, Chris, when do we need to stop somebody and we stop them to win a game? So this is what's going to hurt Eric when it comes to offense. He's going to have to make sure the offense goes down there and scores just about almost every time they get the ball and keep the, keep the defense off the field. To keep, I'll be honest, mm. we have to keep our defense off. They're good. We have an outstanding defense except for the sorry cornerbacks. But, we, but, but the coaching, we're going to get our coach. Watch. Hmm. Um, I think this might be one of the few times that we disagree on some things. <laughs> okay. okay, okay, okay. Uh, you you know I love you. Um, and, and I respect you. Um, I, yeah. I I would first of all I wouldn't say sorry cornerbacks. I think is strong. Um, I, I'm not a huge Kendall Fuller guy, but I realize when Kendall Fuller's right, Kendall Fuller's right. When he's off, he's off. Uh, that being said. Uh, I really think Emmanuel Forbes is going to help them. Um, Forbes is going to help. I would also, is, Fuller, I, is Fuller right? 
more so than he's wrong. Yeah. I mean, I, when you need a first down, who do you go after? Yeah, no, that's fair. I would also say, I mean, the last time they got a money stop, when they absolutely needed it, when a game was on the line, and by the way, your doorbell is ringing. Uh, I think that's your yeah. doorbell. Um, so I'll let you go, uh, and I appreciate you, Keith. Uh, the last time they got a money stop was actually Kendall Fuller intercepting a pass in the end zone that was tipped up by Deron Payne off of Marcus Mariota at the end of the Atlanta game, a game that they were set to lose. Now, they didn't get enough of those stops, to Keith's point, in the last month of the season. I I mean, the Dallas game, whatever, it didn't count. It really did not count. Sorry, it didn't. The last time in a big-time meaningful spot that they got a huge stop was that Atlanta game. Because they could have easily lost that game as well. All right, 149, Team 980. Mark, uh, Lou, we're coming at you. Uh, if you want to hop aboard on the Ace Law listener lines, you can do so. 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. On the Ace Law listener lines, interact, Ace Law, help you get a check. Call 8888-ACE-LAW. Our number two, we'll hear from... We have uh, the Joe Theismann uh, audio, which we'll get to uh, from Pat McAfee's show. Uh, and as well, circling back to yesterday's firestorm of controversy. Uh, plus, we can continue certainly talking about the agents and what they said about Eric Bieniemy, Ron Rivera, and the commanders. That's all to come right here on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. All right, 153 on the Team 980. Uh, one thing I wanted to ma- make, I, I kind of stumbled because my computer, as usual, froze when I needed it the most. Maryland playing Towson tomorrow right here on the Team 980. I think pregame coverage at 2, maybe 2.30. Um, I think it's 2 uh, from College Park. So that will um, that'll be interesting to see how they look after – you know what What everybody, correctly, I think, considers a pretty good year. Uh, yeah, Towson, uh, uh, it actually starts at 2.30, the, the pregame coverage. My bad. It's an hour pregame show. Uh, kick at uh, right around 3.30 uh, from College Park. So uh, we'll have that for you. So make sure you listen uh, to that. So I just want to clear that up uh, because I kind of stumbled around there uh, and forgot who they were playing. Let's get to... Um, Let's get to Lou uh, here before the top of the hour, and then we'll get to Mark on the other side. What up, Lou? How are you, pal? Good, good, Rooster. What's happening, my man? What's up, you brother? Doing? Not a whole lot. Um, So I guess the topic was about, I guess, some of these agents saying about EB. Yeah. He's a uh, – I mean, I, I, I find that very – I don't know. It's like – I, I want to try to, you know, I don't know. I, I can't understand it. Like, I, I have, I, I never heard anything beside, you know, him winning a Super Bowl or anything negative about the guy. But just because he coached harder and, and some of these players going to the coach and blaming about, you know, being, you know, getting coached hard. I mean, I, I, I just because of that, and they, they, they calling him. He's a uh, terrorizing coach or whatever they claiming to say about him, I, I, I don't get it. But at the end of the day, like, you know, uh, I'm more disturbed about what 
this coach said yesterday and, you know, prior to a week before that and every time he opened his mouth, I just realized that uh, I come to my understanding. My understanding is that he pretty much doesn't really care about coaching this team. I, I think he got it from the owner and, you know, we had an owner who didn't really care about the organization. All he cared about making money. And he saw that, and um, I mean, even with the Sam Howell, like the count, like the the thing that he said about Sam Howell, like, I mean, you didn't know what you had, and, and, and you could have. I mean, it's just it, 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 I can't understand it. Like when you a coach, there's a certain thing you could say on the mic, and there's a certain thing you cannot say on the mic. And he keep going out there and saying, I mean, uh, is he trying to get fired or what? Like, I mean, if he's trying to leave. And go on by, you know, go 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 to the sunset and go retire, man, if he's trying to do all that. Because it seemed like every time he opened his mouth, he just doesn't say anything positive about this organization or the team or some of these players. Because you cannot be a head coach and act like you don't know what you're doing talking about. Oh, we did not know he was that good. You drafted him. I mean, you did the due diligence and you draft him. You had a second round. Uh, um, whatever, whatever you guys call it, second round. Um, you know what I'm trying to say, Chris. But uh, yeah, it's, it's you know this guy is annoying me. I love him as a as a human being, but as far as getting the job done, I mean he can't get it done, man. Like DOC say, he can bust a grape, man. Go on, retire and go drink some wine, man. Appreciate you taking my call. Thank man. you, Lou. Appreciate you, uh, as always, uh, sweet Lou. Always bringing it. We'll get to Mark and Largo after the top of the hour. We'll get to you at 301-230-0980. 301-230-0980. Plus what Joe Theismann said on McAfee that I'm sure has people in a little bit of a lather. And it's an extension of what Jason Wright had to say the other day. All coming up in the 2 o'clock hour and beyond right here. It is the Rooster on the radio on a Friday afternoon. Labor Day weekend, baby. Let's all not labor that hard. (laughs) I'm too old to labor very hard. I'm looking very much forward to the weekend. On the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.